Hey y'all, welcome to the Anxiety Warriors podcast. We are your hosts, Margo and Abby. We are friends, teachers, and storytellers, but above all, we're anxiety warriors on a mission to raise awareness and understanding about anxiety and mental health. You will hear honest, engaging, and joyful stories from us and many other anxiety warriors about living with anxiety. If you're seeking a space to laugh, connect, feel inspired and empowered, and learn valuable tips rooted in mindfulness and more, your warrior community is here for you. Join us as we navigate this journey of life together. Welcome back, warrior family. Hey. We're so grateful you're here. This is every week with us. Mm-hmm. Oh my, we have a topic today. Mm. What a topic. We are mm-hmm. going to be talking about social media anxiety. Mm. Like, I feel like we touched briefly on this when we had our social anxiety episode mm-hmm. way back, episode 16. But we decided that because social media is so prevalent in our lives these days, in most people's lives, that yeah. it deserved its own episode. Yes. Yes. Good stuff thinking about this episode this week. I was like, oof. This yeah, maybe more than one episode. Right. There's so many different oh. like facets to it, too. It's really true. Yeah. So true. I it's the kind of thing that like I feel like we it's part of our daily lives. So it winds up feeling mundane in some ways. Yeah. It's just like such an instinct, right? You like you wake up, you do this, you you sit in the toilet, you hold your phone, you, yep. you scroll, you scroll in the middle of the night when you can't sleep, yep. when you're bored, when whatever. And it's just like, we've reached a place where it's hard to be detached from it. Yes. Which is also kind of toxic in a way. Yeah. Or in a huge way, really super. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't help my mental health. So (laughs) me too. Same here. Um, all right. So how does social media affect you? Like what are some of the impacts that it has on you and how does it like create anxiety? Yeah. Yeah. So there's so many different ways to start with that. You know, it's like, um, first of all, like I have social anxiety with social media, like I do, right? Like there's the overthinking and everything. Um, but I guess for me, like the, the first part is like, you know, why did I even join social media? Right. Because yeah. there was a time in our lives where it didn't exist <laughs> a long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, I, obviously I don't, sorry, this is horrible, but I don't count my space as social media, but I guess Mm. it was social media at one point in like our early twenties. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, my space, we probably take you back. Um, (laughs) (laughs) seriously, but I, um, I joined Facebook in, I think it was like 2006, 2007. And I joined it because after traveling in Australia, Um, I had a bunch of new friends that I wanted to stay in touch with. And like, we all had these like email chains and stuff. But then I remember someone that I met in Australia that lived in England was like, Hey, you should join this Facebook thing. And then Mm. I'll like be in touch and like see each other. And I was like, Oh, okay, let me do it. Right. So I joined Facebook, um, to really connect with a lot of my international friends. And then from there, I started connecting with like people from high school and then from college, um, But I was kind of that person where like, I mean, I'm definitely shy on social media, right? I'm kind of shy in person, but I'm more shy in social media. So I was like the person that would like just look at everyone's stuff and not comment because the voyeur. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was always happy for people and everything, but it just like the commenting felt weird or I'm exposing myself. I don't even know. Am I saying the right thing? Right. Mm. Um, And then somewhere along the way in my social media journey, someone like told me to join LinkedIn and I joined that because I was told I should. Um, And I just, I hate LinkedIn and it, I don't think it aligns with my values and my job. So I'm not on it very often. Um, And then, you know, I was contracting with a um, kids yoga company and they basically were like, if you want to contract with us, you need to be on Instagram. And I was like, Oh, okay. (laughs) 
another social media outlet because mm-hmm. um, I hadn't been on Instagram at all. And I remember like my best friend said how she, Claudia was saying how she really enjoyed um, being able to see people's pictures and stuff. And there wasn't like a lot of like toxicness at that point, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it was like around 2017 that I joined um, Instagram and um, I wasn't really active until this last year. Right. So again, I was super shy on Instagram. It's hard for me to like connect with strangers because I don't know them. (laughs) And boom, (laughs) I don't know my, like, they don't know my tone of voice. They don't know the way I say stuff. They don't know if I'm sarcastic or serious. Right. Mm. And I feel like there's a lot of misunderstanding and miscommunication that can happen. And so I've always like, kind of only like commented on people that I know, or, you know, like, so they know me, you know? Mm. Um, but so when I, when I first joined, um, Instagram, um, it was really for like connecting with people and staying in touch with people. Um, eventually it started to grow into, um, being more of like a product or a service where I was offering, tips and tools and and stuff to support people with like yoga and mindfulness or how to teach kids or where I would be teaching next. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but, but part of my, um, challenge with even posting on social media, um, it just feels very weird for me. Um, because it always, it doesn't feel like it matches up with life. Right. So like, it's always about posting the good. Um, even when someone is suffering and having a hard time, you have to put the spin on it of like making it a teachable moment, mm. right? I'm having a hard time, but I know this too shall pass. You know, it like takes away from the actual hard time, um, right? putting a positive spin on it. You know, I just, so being on social media, um, or especially like Instagram and Facebook for me, it just doesn't capture all of life. So I resist it, but then because of the pandemic and because I'm not interacting with people in person, I figured it would be a good way to connect with people and then also primarily use it for my business. So that's like why I'm on it now. Primarily it's like, see the lovely people that I love and use it as a way of being of service and advertising my products, which we know how I feel about that. Right. Right. Based on our previous episode. Yes. <laughs> so I put a lot of pressure on myself when it comes to presence on social media, because like I spoke in our previous episode around selling, um, honesty is very important to me. Um, and so I don't want to pretend I have it all together because I am a human being and no one has it all together, right? I don't want to pretend that I have all the answers, right? But at the same time, social media, people gravitate to the people with the answers. People gravitate to the people that have it all together. And it's it's like, Mm. how do I find this balance of being myself, right? But but also creating content that is meaningful for other people. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things that I was, taught early on about being on, on Instagram is that you need to post consistently and authentically. And I have no problem with the authentic piece, (laughs) (laughs) but the consistent piece, like posting daily, posting twice daily, posting twice daily, one, a regular post, another with a carousel and another with a reel, like don't forget stories. Yeah. Don't forget stories. Right. Like, and I don't have the time for that to do all of that and then also do my business and all the other Mm -hmm. parts that go into my business. And then also be a wife and be a dog mom and be a friend. And, and so that consistency piece is really, um, challenging for me. Um, and the other part that's really challenging is, um, so I've mentioned this before, but like, I'm just, I keep learning more and more and more about ADHD. Right. Mm. And, and throughout so much of my life, I have struggled with writing like journaling. No problem. Those are my thoughts. That is my journaling. That is for me. Yeah. Writing papers in high school and in college, um, creating posts on Instagram. Like it takes me an absurd amount of time. (laughs) 
Like it really, it does. And then people are like, well, don't be such a perfectionist. But, but, but my brain has like disorganized thinking in the sense where I just write down everything and then Mm. I have to like organize it in a way that people can understand. And I, it takes me so long. Like my dad, I used to write papers and it would just be a pile of crap, but with all my thoughts and my dad would literally rewrite my papers for me. Um, wow. And, and organize my thoughts. Right. And Mm. I got some good grades. Um, they were all my thoughts, <laughs> but I struggled with it. And at the time I didn't know I had ADHD. I just thought I was a terrible writer or I was lazy or, it, and it, right. it's only honestly like this last week I've been reading about ADHD and writing and I feel validated. Right. But anyway, this ties into social media because it really does take me a ridiculous amount of time to create posts and there is no reason in hell that it should take me an hour to create one stupid post that gets four likes on it. Like Mm. that is ridiculous, you know? Um, but, but the fear is, (laughs) and, and the other part is like, this is all free content. It's like growing up. When did anyone ever, you know, before social media create so much free content for other people and not, and not get paid for it. It's like, yeah, we are providing so much value and service. And it's like, we're showing up in hopes that what, maybe someone will hire us at some point because they look at our posts and think we're smart. Right. Yeah. Like, so I can go on a rant. It's I like am. the mentality of like, <laughs> do more to get more. You're only yeah. going to get more if you do more. It's that like no rewards for rest or pausing or breaking or not right. breaking your own back trying to make make things for other people yes. that then don't appreciate right it's it's just it's a very confusing thing but then the fear in all that is that if i don't show up people mm-hmm. will stop following me or somehow it'll hurt my business right yeah so it's like there are times during the weekend where i don't post and then i notice guilt showing up like you should post you should post you know and the reality is who is scrolling on a Saturday being like, oh, Abby didn't post today. I guess I'm going to unfollow her and never, ever hire her for any service. Right. I probably don't want the person, anyone, if they were like watching me that intently on if I post on a Saturday. Right. But like, right. Um, but Instagram decides for you, right? That's the yeah, hard thing. The social media yeah. is the one that makes the decision, not that dude, right? Whoever that, right? You know, hypothetical person. It's not right. about them noticing. Oh, Abby didn't share today. It's about Instagram being like, Abby didn't share today. Yeah, <laughs> and right. then she, you know, the algorithm <laughs> works against you. Yes. Yeah, yeah, totally. So. So, and then the other pressure, which I kind of alluded to, but like, I didn't explicitly say is like in my posts and, and, and you said this in, in our previous episode about selling, it's like, there is the pressure to sound smart. There is the pressure to sound like the expert, you know, um, there is the pressure when interacting with other people's posts on other people's pages to sound smart, because what if someone's reading through that thread and then they like, Oh, I like that person's comment, you know? Um, And so, you know, it's just been a lot of like pressure and, and recently it has become overwhelming where it stresses me out. And then it's like, I see all these other people in the field and they're all presenting themselves as having it all together in kids yoga and mindfulness in coaching. And then it's like, okay, why aren't I doing, you know, why aren't I as good as them? Why aren't I like as happy as them? And I know it's all BS. I know it. Right. And so the other part with social media is I put all this time and all this energy and all this effort into this platform and all this platform done is is take my time, take my energy, take my effort, and then repay me by making me feel like utter crap by comparing myself to everyone else on it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So so good at that. (laughs) It just, it just makes me question, what am I doing? That's really what it it Mm. makes me question. It's like, why am I on this? What am I doing? But I'm in the sick cycle of, but I need to show up because if we don't show up, like, it's just, um, yeah, it's a cycle. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. And, 
And honestly, until like things even lighten up more with the pandemic, until I actually feel like safe going into like indoors where people aren't wearing masks and like doing classes and group activities, right? Until then, like social media is the way that, that I can offer my services, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing that makes me really uncomfortable Uh, especially on Instagram is that whole like follow for a follow, but then unfollow, Mm. you know, when people start following me, like in the beginning, it was like, oh, yay. And I'm going to connect with this person and we're going to be Instagram buddies with a stranger, right? You know how I feel (laughs) about strangers. Yeah. And, and then I learned about how people would mass follow people. So they would get a follow back to build their following up and then they would just unfollow people. And so now, like, honestly, like anytime someone follows me, I'm like, you're probably going to unfollow me. Like, I like don't mm. trust them. I like don't trust new followers. Right. It's like, <laughs> it's so sick. It's yeah. So no, sick. it, it makes I, sense. Does this. Yeah. It's like, you're not here for my content. You're just here because you want me to follow you back and then you'll unfollow me. It's like, whether it's true or not, it's happened right. enough times where that is definitely my instinct reaction mm-hmm. when someone follows me. Mm. Yeah. So interesting. And so, you know, ultimately, like, it's just, it impacts my well-being. It, it, takes, it takes me away from, like, doing other stuff I love, like creating courses. When it takes me an hour to create a post that gets three likes on it, that hour could have gone to so many other things. Right. Mm -hmm. So it definitely like takes away my joy. It takes away my flow state. Um, and, and, um, it just, it just, it just causes me a lot of stress. And so what I've really been doing lately, um, is really practicing like boundaries and taking breaks and stop caring. Right. And so the first thing, and I think I've mentioned this at some point, maybe I did, maybe I didn't, is um, I have limited myself to one hour of time on Instagram and Facebook. And that includes posting content that it's like once an hour is up between the two combined, not an hour each between the two combined. It is like kind of locked out. Now I can undo the lock, but, but with that little timer, they're telling me I've had my hour. I'm like, no, thanks. I'm good. Right. Yeah. Um, and when I'm scrolling, right. The moment that I notice that I'm not feeling good about myself, I just get off of it. I'm Mm. like, I don't need this. I don't need to see everyone's perfect lives that are fake so that I can compare myself to them and feel bad about myself. Like I know, I know it's not real. (laughs) I know all human beings suffer, (laughs) right? Sometimes there's joy for sure, but it's not joy 24 seven. 365. Right. And the, the one other thing that I do is I really tell myself, I don't care. And I really don't. That's the thing. Yeah. (laughs) Like if I can limit the amount of time that I am on social media and I can post posts and not care if I only get two likes, which is hard for me to say, that's hard. I'm practicing. Right. It's, Mm -hmm. I have to do it in this like letting go sense, right? If I'm showing up daily and I'm creating the content and I'm posting, then I literally like when I hit like, you know, send or post or share or whatever it is, I literally am like, I don't care what happens. And that has been like a very active practice because I do care. I do care when I put in a lot of time and no one likes it, right? Yeah. Um, but it just, you know, I'm just, I'm, I, I feel like, like I say so often, like, and of course our schools didn't prepare us how to navigate social media. Like (laughs) we grew up before then. Right. But I'm feel like as, you know, a 39 year old woman, I am really starting to learn. And especially like the pandemic, I got on social media so much more. It was like, oh my gosh, I have to read about everything. Right. Oh my gosh. I have to like connect with everyone. Yeah. And, and I just feel like I am really learning on how, like how much it impacts my well-being mm-hmm. for the negative most of the time. And then also just like really practicing the setting boundaries. Like there are times when I know I instantly want to go scroll and my time's been up and I'm like, nope, sorry. Like you don't 
you don't really want to do this. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you're right. I don't, my well-being yeah. is more important. And then I find something else to do. Um, yeah. but it's still, it's like an active practice reminding myself. It's like, it's such an, it's such a habit. It's like, I wake up in the morning, check my phone. Yeah. Right. Like everything I do, my phone is an extension of my body. It is a body part. Right. Mm-hmm. The Ugh. moment I'm bored. Oh, let me scroll. And it's like, those moments matter. And I'm really practicing in changing the habit so that it's not my go-to it's not my, my like default habit. Right. Yeah. I love that. That just that phrase, those moments matter, yeah. but it's like when we teach the kids and we're teaching them, you know, about yoga, about mindfulness, it's like noticing the moment when you lose your focus is, is the training, mm-hmm. right. To bring yeah. your focus back. That's, that's the moment. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Like notice the moment that you're feeling bored because like you and I grew up in a time where like we had to deal with boredom. Yeah. Right. We had to sit on the toilet without any entertainment. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, how do we even like go? Right. Oh God. You know why we went, we went and then we left the bathroom immediately. Yes. Yes. Like there was, we had, we had boredom tolerance and now it's like every moment is filled with stimulation and not being bored. And the second Mm -hmm. you're like unstimulated, you're like, oops, I'm bored. I got to pick up my phone. You're probably not even bored. So you can feel it in your body though. I don't know about you, but like, I feel the shift where I'm like, what's wrong. I know what's wrong. It's because I, I, my body is telling me go get the phone. Yes. Even though I know that's wrong. Yes. And so then it's like, I'm fighting with my own body and instincts to do what's actually right for my body, which is like, go get a drink of water. Yes. <laughs> right? Go do something else. Anything yes. else. Oh my gosh. It's so yeah. relatable. Yeah. So relatable. So there's like a thousand things I want to say. <laughs> we always say <laughs> I this feel to like, each other. I feel like it's I just impossible. ranted for a while. That was kind of like a, it no, was like, but it was, it's, a, it's so important. Okay. It's right. so important. I feel like it's all important because this is such a, I, I, I want to, again, broad strokes, but I'm sure that everybody listening to this podcast right now has this problem at, to some extent, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. To some extent, maybe it's not as bad. Maybe it's not bad at all. Maybe I'm just projecting, but I'm going to make an assumption here and assume that a lot of folks are going to have so much to relate to and everything that you shared rent or not. Like this stuff is on our minds because we're anxiety warriors and it's bringing us anxiety. That's how intense the anxiety is around social media for you. Right. For me too. But like, and I think for a lot of people and people probably didn't even think about some things until you just said it (laughs) really. I mean that, so that's important. So I just want to start there. Um, first of all, I related pretty hard to like almost like the first whole half of the things that you shared about, like why you joined Facebook, Mm -hmm. why you joined Instagram. And it was like a mix of like, this will be fun, a way to connect. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of slowly molded into like, this is work. This is something that I'm being, that's being forced upon me by people that I'm contracting with. Now it's something that I need to do in order to use the free marketing for my business. Now yeah. there's a pandemic. Now there's only one way for me to do business, right? And so I need to, mm-hmm. I have no choice. It was like, it started out as a choice and it slowly became not a choice. Yes. So I just want to acknowledge like, do, does anyone out there love being told what to do <laughs> by some non-existent, really not even real force? It's like, we've elected to get on Instagram and Facebook or social media or whatever. And yet we feel so deeply controlled by it. Yeah. And like you mentioned the, well, I had brought up the algorithm after you were like that Mando might not see there might be following me so hard that they noticed that I didn't (laughs) share over that whole weekend went by. But Instagram is following that hard. But really it's Instagram that's screwing us, right? It's, it's the algorithms that are like, well, okay, this person's no, no no longer consistent. So we're going to put her to the bottom of the pile at least for a while. Right. And so that pressure especially for those of us that are using it, like we said in our previous episode for a means of selling or connecting because of work purposes and our mm-hmm. capitalistic society, then like, of course there's mounted pressure, you yeah. know, like, so again, more acknowledgement there totally relate. I have a question for you though. Okay. You know, you had mentioned that like connecting with strangers is, was a big aspect of your anxiety and <laughs> yeah. stress around yeah. being on social media. Um, 
And so I'm curious, like in other forms of writing, like we, we know how much you hate DMs and sliding into those DMs <laughs> and it feels slimy and all that. And yeah, I, I get that. I'm sure many people agree. But like, are there other forms of written communication where you feel like there's less opportunity for miscommunication or misunderstanding? Since that seemed to be what you said was like the crux of like your anxiety mm-hmm. about it. Like is email better? Like, or is it just that you'd really prefer to be over the phone or in person? Yeah, I feel like I prefer to be over the phone or in person. Speaking is a lot easier for me than writing in general, right? And I know I could make videos on Instagram. And I mean, I know it's not just a writing platform, but again, it's my fucking time. (laughs) You know, again, it's my time putting in the time to set up my phone and, you know, record myself and then make sure that's good. You know, it's just, um, Right. I mean, yeah, I think writing is just a challenge in itself, but also, uh, I mean, maybe for me too, maybe like I can't, I mean, I feel like, I feel like most of the time when people send me stuff, I listen to the comment in like the best possible light, unless Mm. they're like coming off as a slimy, sleazy salesperson. Right. Right. Um, but again, it's like, I mean, I, I joke and I can be sarcastic and I really try only to do that on our anxiety worries podcast page because you know me, right? right. So you know when I'm joking or not. Cause otherwise, like, I don't know the fear is like, what if someone takes this the wrong way? And then we have to get in like a Instagram comment fight. Like, I don't have time for yeah. that, you know? Yeah, and I mean, right. I probably wouldn't say anything offensive, but maybe I would, I don't know. Well, that's the thing too, is like, we don't know what's going to be perceived as offensive to one person or another. There are some people that might take us a very innocent thought or something that we wrote or I wrote or you wrote or whatever, and hear it through their own lens, Mm -hmm. whatever that lens is. And even if it wasn't our intention, right. Have a very different experience with that thing that we said or wrote. Yeah. So like, I could totally see why that would be a huge stressor. It makes just sense to me. So much overthinking, sense. you know? Yeah. That just makes sense. Yeah. Um, there was something you said to about like how that I resonated with it. Instagram and or social media feels forced, right? It's like, it's like this fa- false, uh, false reality about what a person's life is. And it's a yeah. snapshot in time. I feel like I'm constantly trying to make that clear. It's like, this is a snapshot in time. This is a moment because yeah. I agree. This is there's so much of our humanity that gets left off the table in these shiny platforms. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And going back to the beast of the, the, the algorithm, Instagram sees that more eyes stay on faces for longer. It prefers picture. Now it prefers video. It, it constantly changes. Yeah. And so, um, but what, what came up for me when you said that, is that like you said, people don't want to just hear the bad part. They want to hear then the silver lining, mm-hmm. right? The thing that's like, you know, the, the thing that helped you turn it around. Yeah. They don't want to hear the struggle. They want to hear that the upside again. Yeah. And I hear this a lot and I've, I'm in community with, with people who are, you know, um, business strategists and like, they're, they're actively trying to help me and other people, you know, be better at business and, and be able to use the platform to our advantage. But like, sometimes the messages are mixed in my brain too. It's like, I want all these things. I want to do better so I can sell more and make money and live. But at the same time, I don't want to, you know, be inauthentic. I don't want to be out of integrity. Right. And so like, that means that I'm going to have to be honest when I'm a hot mess, say it and not add the silver lining, but that's really hard. And so it's been a practice for me too. I could so relate to like, should I just end it here or do I try to find the silver lining? And so right. I feel like, you know, Instagram's decided or people on Instagram because of our conditioning mm-hmm. have decided that they don't want to be left feeling bad. No, of course They're not. They're fine with hearing about your struggle as long as you make them feel better at the end. Yeah. Where's the right? teachable moment? Where's the lesson you've learned? Where's the That's cherry it. on top of the pile of poo? Right. And it, it made me think of this moment. I mean, we, everyone listening, I'm sure has listened to our episodes before and knows I'm, you know, congregant at the church of Glennon Doyle Yes, and, you know, months and months ago, she, um, I think it was her sister, Amanda, who's, um, one of her co-hosts on their podcast. She said she might like run their social media or like oversees the people that run their social media. She said that, um, 
Glennon had shared a video of her really happy, like singing on a boat with her family. And they had lost more followers that day than they had like in like months or something. And they were sort of dissecting it on the podcast and they were, and because Glennon's her shtick, right? Something that makes her relatable to so many people, women especially, is the fact that she's so open and honest about her deep internal struggles and external struggles over the course of her life through her writing, first her blog and then all of her books and she tours and all that stuff. And so it was like people, the realization that they came to is that ultimately people only wanted to see the hot mess version of her, mm-hmm. right? Like they wanted this version that made them feel better about their own lives, you know, or that made them feel less alone about their own personal struggle or problems. Yeah. They didn't want to see happy Glennon. So it was just interesting Ooh. to think about that paradoxically, right? It's like, yeah. oh man, well, it's like if I, because I, I try to strike a balance in my social media or, and you do as well. I think those of us that try to be really authentic and in integrity and in social media do that. Yeah. But for those people that are always a hot mess or always picture perfect when they do the opposite, mm-hmm. what happens, right? Yeah. Oh, you, you know, get so- punished for it. It's like- yeah, anyway, that, that came up for me when you when you shared that. No, and it's really honestly, it's interesting because I I recently saw a post that she did, and I I am not going to be great at the specifics, but it basically was like we're all still breathing, but anyone else feel dead inside? Something yeah. like that, right? That was pretty dead on, actually. I think that's and, exactly <laughs> what she wrote. And and then I scrolled through the comments, and people were like, "But we can do hard things." But well, that's the credo, right? Which is the yeah. problem in itself in a way sometimes. Yeah, oh. but it was like the people needed that little cherry on top, yeah. right? Because like I related so hard to that. Like there is so much that is happening in our world. And then we show up on social media and we're like, no, 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 right? But yeah. like, I, like, yeah, sometimes we're breathing and yet we feel dead inside or disconnected or melancholy or languishing. And it's like, we don't have to put that cherry on top. We can accept it. But then it's like the pressure of the people. And I don't, I don't get it. I don't have enough followers for people to be like, where's your cherry on top. But (laughs) I know I feel that too. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, the one other thing, and and you kind of, something you said triggered this, which I won't even really get into, but there's also like the, um, existential anxiety of being on a platform that, that, you know, is kind of like destroying humanity. Mm. Right. Like there's <laughs> there has been like research that says like Instagram is harming teenagers and their mm-hmm. mental health and well-being. And then we're like, yay, I look how happy I am. Right. Or like, right. you know, there's like just like Facebook stealing all of our privacy stuff. And then it's like, mm. yeah, but I'm going to post on here. Like it's <laughs> that part too feels so wrong inside because like. I know, I know how they're harming our society. And then I'm still actively participating uh, in it, but that's another anxiety. For yeah, another that's day. right. That's a, that's a separate rabbit hole. Um, yeah. the final thing I'll say to you is that like, I appreciated everything you shared about like what you're, what you've learned about yourself to be true is that you are a person that had undiagnosed ADD, right. Or undiagnosed mm-hmm. ADHD forever. Mm-hmm. And now that you've, you know, realize you've come to that realization that you've been spending the time to research and read and learn about Mm -hmm. that. Right. Um, even from a reflective standpoint, it's like you said, I thought I was lazy or a bad writer. And it's just like how often those thoughts go into our minds when it comes to social media or when it comes to just ourselves in general, right? right? Like that so much of what we think about ourselves and this came up in our selling episode, isn't true. Yes. There, there's most of the time, some kind of underlying, um, reason why people act and react the way that they do. Right. Right. And so I think that, that, you know, I just, I just value you bringing that up because I think that there's so much room for all of us to reflect on who we were growing up Mm -hmm. versus who we are now and bridge the gap between them and re- yeah. and try to look back reflectively with more compassion towards who we were yeah. as children. Right. When we struggled. And, um, yeah, I think that, and I agree, social media is, is bringing down, it's the demise of 
Yeah. yeah this has gotten so dark. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, wait, now I'm going to, I got it. Yeah. Ready? I'm going to cherry okay. on top it. Ready? Bounce us back. Here we go. It's because of Instagram that I've learned so much more about my ADHD and understanding myself. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah. I mean, cause that, right. It's like when these social media platforms were coming, came into existence, I want to believe that it really came from a deep desire for connection, connecting mm-hmm. other people to other mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And in the very beginning, right. Mm-hmm. Like way back, but then, but then America, right. But then, you know, corporate BS, but then <laughs> capitalistic society, mm-hmm. like it's just, it all winds up going back to, to all of that stuff. But all good things, I guess, don't always stay good things. Yeah. And, and we have to know when to pause and take breaks. And I think some, some of your practices while very active sound like they have been helpful these past few months. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I definitely want to be on my phone less and mm-hmm. I've made it very intentional and I've needed help with my phone, helping me get off my phone. Right. But <laughs> <laughs> so hilarious like you have the phone telling you no more Instagram and you're like okay phone thank you phone (laughs) yeah it's like I couldn't do it on my own I really couldn't I tried (laughs) I love it I know it sounds like it sounds confusing but hopefully it's not yeah yeah so good so okay so let's let's do it let's hear your your experience of social media anxiety so much of it is, is what we've been communicating back and forth with so far. I, I joined Facebook, which I mean, I was, it's funny. I didn't even, when we were prepping for this episode, I didn't even think about MySpace. I've been on MySpace for years. Yeah. Um, it was just not the same thing as these platforms. It was so different. Right. So I really can't associate it either. Um, anyway, joined Facebook in 2007, I believe. Mm-hmm. And like you, similarly, it was a desire to um, connect with people, but mostly yeah. it was because people started talking about it more. And so I kind of wanted to see what the fuss was all about. Cause yeah. it was like still in like, it's early years. Yeah. You know? it, it wasn't really a big thing back then. So I was like, Oh, this is cool. Mm-hmm. Like we grew up in the time where like instant messenger on um, <laughs> like aim, aim right? Yeah. AOL. Yeah. Uh, and so messenger was a thing. And so like, this was like that to like the nth degree. It was like, yeah. Oh man, this is going to be maybe kind of fun, kind of cool, a different way of connecting. Um, you know, then more people I knew were on it. So then it was a means of staying in touch. And then I only started doing work like things, you know, about six, seven years ago after changing careers. Mm. Um, I, and then when I joined Instagram right in 2015, which was like right after I started doing work stuff on Facebook, Mm -hmm. but I was becoming very disheartened with Facebook around that time for a multitude of reasons. Um, but then I joined Instagram in 2015, just for fun. I just had a personal account, um, barely used it because most of my community was on Facebook and that was their primary platform. And so that kind of informed where I was too. Yeah. It's like, where are my people? Oh, my people are mostly on Facebook. So that's where I'm going to be. Um, then after attributing much of my anxiety, anger and agitation, et cetera, to Facebook, I left the platform or to, uh, altogether in 2018 because mm-hmm. um, it had just become strong. a place of nothing but toxicity, nothing yeah. but n- nothing but made me filled with rage. Everything made me agitated, nearly everything. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just the way that that platform is structured or if it was what it was showing me, the algorithm, whatever it is, I don't claim to know much about, about how the back, how the stuff happens behind the curtain, yeah. but whatever it was, it made it an, a non-livable place for me to be. And I felt so much better after that. It was like the weight had been lifted. Everything was smiley and rainbows and butterflies. And so I dedicated my time to Instagram, brought me infinite amounts of more joy, um, And I started a work account, but I didn't really use it as much in the beginning. It started Mm -hmm. out as a place where I was just going to share my work, share the things that I was working on pictures of the kids, pictures and art and like, you know, in, in cute yoga poses, Mm -hmm. and it was just going to be very simple. And I honestly didn't think that much about it. I was still mostly using my personal page. Um, but then over time and after researching other kids, yoga accounts on Instagram, I started attempting to use it for selling marketing, promotional purposes, things like that. And I started to look at it as a way of growing my community. And this all came to a head, like right around the pandemic, the beginning of the pandemic, it was like, 
oh my gosh, everyone's trapped inside. Everyone's alone. Everyone's, you know, doesn't know what to do with themselves. And so it became like this fall place where it's like, everyone's here. And so I was like, this is, this is a place where I want to have community. I want to build community. I never really felt like I had that on Facebook. There's a lot of kids yoga accounts here. There's a lot more Mm -hmm. of the parents that come to my classes and people from schools that I would teach at that are here. So I want this to be more of a community. And so I changed, you know, so again, like my viewpoint kind of changed over time um, on the different platforms, um, you know, and it, but it still remained fun it was still a side hobby. Mm-hmm. It, it, even with like me thinking about it a little bit differently, it wasn't like, it didn't really give me anxiety. I, had, I felt no stress about it at all. I felt like this is fun. I'm on what I want to be on. I post when I want to post. I'm authentic. I, I say what I feel in the moment and we're good. Yeah. But then maybe because of that, my account began to grow. It's, I don't have some giant ass account. It's a, it's a growing account, but Mm -hmm. as it grew even slowly, I started to feel this change in me. I felt the mounting pressure to keep up with the demand of content creation, staying relevant, keeping up with the ever-changing trends. First it's pictures then it's gotta be pictures of faces. Now you gotta do videos, not just any videos out reels. Now, I mean, so it was just like constantly changing but the worst of it had come pretty recently. I started connecting to Instagram and my self-worth. Those two things started to become like interchangeable and entwined in, in a way that it had never done before. And I was in my head more about content. I started stressing more about those little hearts and likes and who's commenting, who's not commenting. Oh, I got a lot of comments on this post. I better make more posts like that. Otherwise people are going to unfollow me. They're Mm going to leave and, you know, start running away from me in droves for no other reason other than my own mind telling me this. No one was telling me anything negative, no bad feedback about my page or the stuff I was sharing or lack of value or any of that. But because I tied so much of my work, especially through the pandemic, like you had said, to mm-hmm. using the platform, I felt like, well, this is this is one of the few things I have right now. <laughs> like I need to be good at it and remain good at it and keep growing. Because yeah. if I'm not growing, I'm not scaling. If I'm not scaling, I must be failing. Right. And so mm, um, yikes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I must be a fraud. Right. And so it got to the point where I was spending like hours a day thinking about social media, not necessarily on it, but thinking about it. How am I performing today? Right. And that work kept coming up in my mind um, until about one night, about five months ago, I had a full meltdown. Hmm. I just, I don't even know. I I can't even remember what was going on in my body other than like everything wanted to just stop and shut down. I was, Hmm. I was like filled with every feeling imaginable. And I just like through my phone. And I was like, I'm done just out loud. I was like, I'm done. I was so angry and I couldn't express why I I felt incredible discomfort. So after sitting with it for a while, I was like, Oh, duh. It's Bertha. (laughs) It's anxiety. I mean, I'm freaking anxious right now. I'm so filled with anxiety. She doesn't feel seen. She doesn't feel loved. She's phone fatigued. The joy has gone. It's stopped. Yeah. And it was like this aha moment again, as anxiety warriors, as people that podcast about this every week, (laughs) y'all, we still have a hard time even understanding the ways our anxiety kind of ship shape shifts and Mm -hmm. changes and shows up and and feels like other emotions when it really is just all under the umbrella of being super anxious about stuff. Um, so that was a really big turning point. And so of course my immediate reaction was sit down and write. Mm-hmm. So I journaled for a really long time and I came up with a game plan for myself, not dissimilarly from yourself that you shared. Mm-hmm. Number one was boundaries. That was a huge game changer. Yeah. For me. Like yeah. I don't use the thing where the phone tells me when to get off <laughs> and I won't. And Adam has suggested that a few times. And I was just like, I can't do that because that'll, that would give me anxiety mm. too. because then I have, once I've been given the time limit, if I needed to go back on for any amount of time, even just to do one thing, I'd be disappointed in myself or yeah. it'd give me more stress that I had to get back on for that stupid thing. Or So it, I knew, I know myself well enough that that wasn't going to work, but setting up time limits for myself, being on the phone and, and use those, not just being in social media, but using the phone, right. Mm-hmm. Trying to get back to the, those boredom moments yeah. of like allowing yourself to just be in a, in a space that actually helps you become more creative, right. The longer yeah. you spend away. 
regular energy and mood check-ins just like constant. And Mm -hmm. I used to be really good at those. And like, I kind of fell off the wagon these last few months, you know? So trying my best to go back to those energy check-ins, putting my hand to my chest, noticing my breathing, asking Mm -hmm. myself questions, you know, some self-talk, what do I need right now? When was the last time you had a drink of water? Like usually that's what I need right now. Yeah. Um, movement breaks are Mm -hmm. huge. As you kind of said, it's like, put the phone down, go do something else. Um, and then affirmations We and all the warriors that have been listening for a while know that affirmations change my life. So like one of them is you are more than Instagram. Mm. That's the one I say more than anything else. You're more than Instagram. You're more than Instagram. You're more than Instagram. Um, people aren't thinking about your content the way that you're thinking about your content. Yeah. So simple. Yes. And maybe go drink water. That's the last one. Like, cause that's yes. usually what I need. I'm usually just, I'm dehydrated. I'm not feeling good in my body. And mm-hmm. so it winds up messing with my mind, you know? So that's kind of been, um, so the social media anxiety was kind of new for me. This wow. wasn't something I really experienced until maybe the last eight months or so. Mm-hmm. And like when I had that break about five months ago, I was just like, okay. So since then things have been consistently better. I feel the joy again while I'm on the platform. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked what you said about just not caring and making, and making it something real, like saying, not just saying, I don't care, but actually practicing not caring. Yeah. like the letting go part Yeah, the, yeah. is the practice. And so that's something I'm going to add to my tool chest. So thank you for that. But like, I feel like, you know, as you had mentioned earlier, and I think in our previous episode too, it's like, all of this is some things that I'm actively practicing things mm-hmm. that we are going to be actively practicing until we, for some reason, have to leave the platform or the yeah. platform changes or goes away or whatever. Um, but just remembering that like, we're humans. We are more than what we put out on social media. Yeah. The people that we follow are way more than what they put out. And um, yeah. 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 You know, I so value everything you're saying for a number of reasons, but, but one of them is like, like you look like a natural, right. On social media and you, yeah, right. But, (laughs) but you look like you do. Yeah. Like, and, and I remember when, when I was like talking to you about Instagram, like a, a little over a year ago. And I was like, all right, I guess I got to be on this more. Right. Mm-hmm. And you were saying all these beautiful things about like connecting with community and, and it was real, like you yeah. genuinely like, and, and, and so I just value you saying all this because, um, in my mind, like you are like, you're amazing. Like you are a natural at creating content, at engaging people, at connecting with people. Like even like, I know numbers don't matter, but they do, even though we say they don't. Right. But like you just started the anxiety warriors podcast, Instagram page, what in, in May, right. Of, of 2021. I don't know what years were something like that. I don't know what's happening. What is time. And, and you, I mean, I think there's like 650 followers and, and isn't it sad that immediately I'm like, that's a drop in the bucket. That's nothing. Well, okay. so like I always, right. So like you said, numbers don't mean anything, but they do. And it's like, yeah, I knew you were about to give me a compliment on all the followers. And mm-hmm. in my head, I'm like, that's not enough followers. We need to, why haven't we hit a thousand yet? We should be at, you know, way more than, and so like, it's just the toxicity it's that so, goes in. Yeah. Because in yeah. my mind, I'm like, well, I've been doing this for even longer and I only have 700 followers. Right. Right. It's yeah. so sick. Sick. It's sick. It's sick. Yeah. Well said. But, but so I'm glad that you share all this because like, even like you're one of the people, like you create all these amazing fun reels and they crack me up or they teach me or they... Right. And I'm like, I wish I could be like Margo. And, and so you sharing this really just like, like just shows everyone. It's not what it all seems. Mm-hmm. There's still a pressure. lot of energy and effort yeah. And pressure. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, it was Wednesday and I didn't make a dance reel today. And so like, that was one of the things too. It was like, I need to let go. Like I started this thing and I'm going to keep it going. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to do it every week. No. 
Right? We're not going to punish you. Right authentic, yeah. No, I know. And so like, but it's about letting go of mm-hmm. the pressure that I put on me right. to, oh no, well, what if it's Wednesday? Wednesday's gone now. I can't, I can't, you know, I didn't, yeah. I didn't make a dance show. What now? It's like, it doesn't matter. Nobody actually cares. No. I mean, no. Or, or, and if they do, they're not going to be upset or angry that right. I missed a week. Right. Screw you this know? podcast. <laughs> right. Or who's yeah. not dancing and teaching us. Like, <laughs> Margo took a Sunday off from Instagram. How dare she? Yeah. So like for you, and I feel like you've kind of touched it, but like, what is the fear, right? Mm. Like, what is the fear in not showing up? It's, it's the being put down on the algorithm. It's the people won't see my stuff. If I don't share today, if I don't make at least one post, that means that uh, it all will be down at the bottom of the list and let people will be less likely to see my stuff, which means I, it's the potential for sales and growth is not there. Right. And so like, it's the rabbit wheel. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, the hamster wheel that's yeah. like, that's it's designed for that. Right. And that's the problem. Right. And so it's about reminding myself that it's okay. I need my physical body. My mental health needs to be away from this for right. more time out of the day. And so when I committed to that a few months ago, when I had that break, everything's been better, right? Everything's been better. So much better. I still, you know, I'm still a person. I'm still going to go through moments of like, Oh man, I should probably get on there. I'm sure something it's been a while. I haven't commented on that, but it, I don't feel anywhere near the same way. And my right. boundaries are up and they're staying. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's right. the biggest thing. Like, you know, even with texting, like I'll be away from my phone almost every night. Now that's part of my, yeah. practice. I leave my phone charging and I leave the room and I'll be away from it for sometimes, you know, four or five hours. Mm-hmm. And most people they've come to realize like, okay, if I, if I text Margot past like 8 PM, she's probably not going to see it till like midnight. And see, for me, it works. Cause if I text you at 8 PM, you probably will see it in like an hour. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Cause of the time yeah. difference, everybody <laughs> two hours behind Colorado time and I'm in New York. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's just, it's so, you know, this is an extension of social media and it's, it's about our phones in general, but it also definitely connects to social media is this like, this like, because of our phones, we always feel like we have to be on call. We always have to like reply to emails right away. We always have to reply to texts right away. Like, it's just the phone creates so much more pressure and stress in so many different areas. Um, And there's no reward for stopping. That's the problem too. Right. 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 It's the culture we've created. Right. Right. Even like with friends, it's like, well, why didn't you text me back? <sighs> exactly. Right. And it's like, um, because I have a life outside of my phone. Right. Because when we grew up, we never even had texts. We'd page each other and wait till we got to a pay phone. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh right. my God. I had like the emergency numbers with my yes. mom when I got them on the beeper. I mean, mm. certain numbers meant come pick me up. Certain numbers meant something else. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So funny. Right. Right. So it's, it's a different world. And I think we're all definitely trying to figure out how we navigate it. And I think ultimately what it sounds like is, you know, we're just trying to figure out the, the best, the, the best way for our mental health through it. Mm-hmm. But it's like we're learning as we're going. Like we weren't taught, right? Exactly right. So hopefully we have some lessons for the younger kids. <laughs> I hope so too. Yeah. Okay, warriors. So this was a kind of a heavy one. This was, this wound up being kind of a heavy combo yeah. in many ways. I think we both had a lot of like unexpressed like irritation and anxiety <laughs> and anger towards social media. And let's just say too, like social media has given us a lot. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have a lot of things without social media. I certainly wouldn't have met some incredible people and mm-hmm. connected with so many people around the world. I wouldn't have sold as many books. You wouldn't have connected with people who, you know, listen to your courses and you've, that you've coached, like it's given us so much. And so like, yes. there are things that we can reflect upon that, um, are also about gratitude towards these, these spaces. They have been very valuable and important in many ways. So I think that's just important to highlight as well. It's not all bad. <laughs> that's, that's right. We can definitely see the good in it. And, you know, it's just about how do we support our mental health, our well-being, mm-hmm. as we use this platform in a way that is supportive to our livelihood. Exactly right. All right. It is time for active practice, active Active practice, practice. active practice. Abby, what's our active practice for this week? 
Yeah. Um, so action practice for this week is really um, just one, like having an awareness around like how you feel about social media, right? If you have no problem mm-hmm. with it, this isn't going to work for you. <laughs> this is not fly. <laughs> You have no problem scrolling for hours on end, or if you're able to set your own boundaries, that's great. Um, but if you also feel a little bit of stress, a little anxiety, a little overwhelm um, around um, social media, um, it's just coming up with a plan, like have a plan in place. How do you want to navigate the world of social media? Do you want to set time limits on yourself? Something that helps me. You know, do you want to set boundaries and like put your phone away at a certain time of night? Something that helps Margot. Um, do you want to just be able to check in with the sensations of how it feels when you're on Instagram? And if you notice like feeling like, you know, bad about yourself or comparing yourself or that you're feeling drained or overwhelmed, you know, have a plan in place of how you want to handle that. Do you want to sign off? Do you want to go to like your favorite page on Instagram to cheer you up? It's You know, obviously, like we said, we're learning as we go, but the active practice is having a plan in place and then trying to see if you can follow through for a week and see how it impacts your well-being. I love that. And it's the baby step, right? It's like, maybe you try it for, you said a week. That's a, that's a great timeline. Maybe just one day. Mm -hmm. How does it feel after the one day? Maybe you can do two. Let's hold that for two days. Right. And so you can always work your way up into it. Um, and And I think that what I love is that it can be, uh, whatever it is you want it to be. It's your game plan. You're Mm -hmm. in charge of it. Yes. You know, we find the things that we shared today, you know, setting boundaries and, and limiting ourselves and taking breaks and all of those things support us. These things may not support you. And so it may take some trial and error, some discussion with other people, you know, looking at, at, at your social media needs, what they are. And you may even be in a place where you can pay someone else to do your social media mm-hmm. for you if you're using it for work purposes. And that's awesome. And so like, there are so many ways to reflect upon this that we hope that you will um, take some time today or this week thinking about. Yeah. And thank you so much for listening. We hope that you, um, got, you certainly got a lot of like angry rantish, you know, (laughs) chat from the two of us, but hopefully you could at least, hopefully you were nodding along or resonating with at least something that we shared here. Um, and that you can take some of the ideas that we have that help support us in our social media use into your own life. Mm -hmm. So Abby, do you have a win of the week? Win Win of of the week. week. I do. And it has to do with social media. (laughs) And I've already said a little bit about setting those time limits and my uh, time on my phone has decreased a lot. Um, But part of um, what also is a a win of the week is, you know, I mentioned a bit about writing and how I've been reading about how people with ADHD have a hard time organizing their thoughts when it comes down to writing and this and that. And so I um, no longer am spending an hour creating posts. That is another boundary I have set. And um, you'll see if you go on my Instagram, um, my posts are very different now. They are short, they are succinct, and I am only spending not more than 15 minutes. They may have grammar issues. They may have misspellings. I don't care. And, um, and, and so really, uh, my win of the week is I am stressing a lot less, Mm. um, for the last week around creating content for Instagram, but I still find that the content I'm creating is good. Um, Mm. and, and I'm okay with the way it's showing up. It makes my life easier. Yeah. That's massive. Yeah. That's massive. Yeah. Simplification, right? Yes. I'm still on the boundary around the time frame. Yeah. I can still be of service and I don't have to spend hours on one Instagram post to be of service. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So much of what the way we show up is whatever it is in that moment, like the, all the overthinking that can go into creating stump something that goes on a platform that yeah. maybe a handful of people are really going to see and, and engage with, or even care about. Right. right. And if it's, if it's burning you out, if it's impacting your mental health, it's time to change it up. Yeah. Right. Do it a different way. And now I have more time for things that bring me joy. And that's the oh. real win. I've been working on a new course. 
no. And I can get in the flow state. I'm not like angry, angry and overwhelmed Mm -hmm. by the time I get to do that, you know, and (laughs) all right, let me work on my course now. (laughs) Yeah. Stupid post. Right. And so it's, it's actually, it's been, you know, it's a little, little win, but it's actually rippled out in huge ways Mm. where I just feel better. Little wins are big wins. All wins are big wins. That's amazing. So massive. Thanks. Good job. All right, warriors. Well, thank you so much for tuning in this week. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, we'd love to connect with you reach out for any reason. You can hit us up on IG. We're at anxiety warriors podcast. You can find us, um, or send us an email at anxiety warriors podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. shout out your wins of the week. Give us some topic ideas, things you'd love to hear us chat about. Or if you think you'd be an awesome fit as a guest in our show, drop us a line. Let's get yeah. it on the calendar. Let's, let's hear from our fellow warriors. Mm-hmm. And if you have two seconds, which we know you do, you're holding that phone, smash that five-star rating on Apple podcasts, leave us a short or a lengthy review. We will love and cherish and read all of them. Yes. And if you're listening on Spotify, you can tap that five-star rating there as well. And don't forget to click the link in our show notes or copy and paste the link in our show notes um, and pick up some anxiety warriors swag for yourself, mm-hmm. for your loved ones, mm-hmm. grab something comfy to wear, something to drink a toasty beverage from. Um, there's journals. You'll heard us talk a lot about writing and journaling these last few weeks. Mm-hmm. So grab something awesome with a, an anxiety warriors, eighties and nineties style logo on it. Mm-hmm to share with the world, tell the world what a warrior you are because you definitely are. Yeah. We love you. Yes. Thank you all so much for going on this journey with us. We're so grateful you all are here. Till next time.